The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to DraftKings Network. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast, one of the top five betting podcasts in the galaxy. We're presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Thank goodness for those guys. More on those guys momentarily, by the way. We have, like, I guess it constitutes news coming out right before we record this show at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time on a Tuesday. I am Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, those of you that check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL can see the helmets or the game balls if that is of interest to you in terms of what teams I played for or whatever. Now I got a bunch of media gigs. I'll be working the NFL draft all three days for the Philadelphia Eagles, philadelphiaeagles.com, all their social channels, etc. Love doing that stuff, do college games, NFL games, and I got a bunch of podcasts. Tomorrow on the Fantasy Feast podcast, we'll have Ben Standig, who is like the best mock drafter out there. I love talking to Ben every year. We already have gone through the entire positional series on the college draft with Emery Hunt. You can also check out Greg Cosell and every position group with him on other episodes of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Mike Golick Jr. joins me on that show tomorrow, and I'm going to record an episode right after the first round ends Thursday night of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. If you want my quick breakdown thoughts on what jumped out from what happened in round one, this is the show that people love. It's called the Even Money Podcast. The star of the show is Steve Fezzik at Fezzik Sports on social media and only at Fezzik Sports. And this is our last show before the draft. So we thought two weeks ago we had Anthony Amico. Last week, we had Evan Silva. Why not bring on the real brains behind EstablishTheRun.com? Why don't we bring on the full-fledged star that is Adam Levitan? I love talking with Adam. Uh, He's been on Fantasy Feast and this show before. Adam, thank you so much for coming back on the show. Really appreciate it. I love you're just running through all the Establish the Run guys. We appreciate it. How's it going today? Well, you know why? 
first of all, because you guys are awesome. But second of all, because Steve loves you guys and loves established the run, right, Steve? Well, that's an interesting question because I love all the work. I uh, it's a love hate relationship because I actually I and a lot of pro betters hate established the run because what has happened is that they've killed the prop market because a couple books put it up and they're so good at what they do. Obviously, they give out you know plus EV expectation bets before everyone else copies the bad number. And so the pros, instead of making tens of thousands of dollars on things, can only make hundreds. So we kind of hate ETR because they're so good. I want to. I, I just want to push back. I've heard that so many times. I want to push back from from week from week six on in the prop stuff. We did not bet anything until it was available offshore on PPHs. We didn't bet anything until it was widely available. Uh, so yeah, it's war out there for sure. And I think we've we've hurt. And, and the reason a lot of people are are pissed off is because they're no longer be able to earn what they used to in props. But uh, but yeah, we're, we're we're waiting until it's widely available. So that's the only thing I hear pro betters say that I disagree with. But I, but yeah, I appreciate it, Steve, for sure. I blame Vegas dinosaur bookmakers for being so slow to put props up that they don't. There's nothing up in my state right. until the whack a mole has happened with all the prop market. For sure. Well, it's interesting, Adam, because you and I were talking, and you're saying, and you were telling me there aren't a lot of bets that you'd make right now uh, because the market's pretty ironed. I got to be honest with you. I've been doing this podcast for uh, eight years, maybe longer. I never heard that expression, pretty iron. So tell me about the market being pretty iron and what that means. Yeah, so in the past, when stuff came out in NFL draft betting, you could get something reasonable down. You know, you get three five hundred down. You know, if you have a bunch of accounts, you could get you could get more for sure. This year, we saw books open earlier with smaller menus and lower limits. In other words. You could get out there and you could get 50 bucks on something, but they move the line right away. You get 100 bucks on something, they move the line right away. And this is what Steve is talking about with people betting early for low, lower limits. That time limits get higher. And by the way, on draft betting, I'm not sure they're even going to get higher this year, but the mar- market is already there. And so as soon as I see something, as soon as Amico sees something, as soon as Silva sees something, we bet it. And so by the time I do this show, all the lines are pretty much where they'd be. If I went and bet something five minutes before this show, the line would already be gone. I wouldn't even be able to, to mention it on here. So I think there's still interesting things to talk about. There's so much uncertainty in this draft that I think there's still some long shots to take, but we're not like windmilling it in like we used to, I think, on NFL draft props for a lot of money. Okay. So a couple questions here. One is, is it because it's you guys putting down 50 or 100? Or is it anybody putting down 50 or $100 is changing the line? I think in this market, any anyone betting anywhere near the limit and the limit on a lot of these books is 50 or a hundred dollars is moving the line. And, and, you know, the other thing about draft betting now is more and more people have um, understood how beatable it is because obviously there's information and there's a right answer and books are going to be laggy and slow to get to it. And there's just more eyes on this stuff now. And there's more eyes on NFL prior props now than ever before. And, you know, that's just, just the nature of a market. It's just going to, going to trend towards efficiency. So nothing to whine about, but, but, uh, but yeah, it's just changing for sure. I guess I do have a question. I was going to save this to later, but I do have a couple questions before we get into some of your props. With the Aaron Rodgers trade yesterday, um, was there anything that either one of you guys were able to attack there with Green Bay or the Jets futures or anything else, any derivatives from that? No, I can answer that because it was already baked completely into the market. So the Green Bay or the Jets over under – was 9.6 before the news broke. 
and now it's 9.7. Um, the, the market was already fully aware that uh, Rogers was going to Green Bay. It was just the details, and who cares what the details are because it, it, it impacts 2024. That doesn't change anything in 2023. Yeah, I, I thought the pick swap was the only thing maybe people could have moved on because obviously now the Packers are picking 13 and the Jets are picking 15. I'm not sure that's going to change stuff too much. Nobody has a great, great read on what the Jets want to do or, or what the Packers want to do anyway. So I actually did not uh, make any bets. But uh, yeah, I thought that was the only thing that maybe could have been a bet was on the pick swap. Okay, there's one other thing we have to talk about, guys. And this came out shortly before we started recording. And I, I don't know that I've seen anything like this Um um, maybe this is laughable. Maybe there's some some truth behind it. But evidently, and Adam, maybe you know more about this than I do, but evidently there was a Reddit post suggesting that Will Levis is telling family and friends he will be going number one with Carolina. And as a result, the odds for him to go number one just went from plus 4,000 an hour ago to plus 400, Adam. <laughs> so um, I think if the Panthers made the move to trade up to one to get Will Levis, that would be just incredibly incompetent. They know or they should know they could have gotten Will Levis later. I don't buy this rumor for a second. I think what I talked about, the sensitivity of the market, is uh, people are going to use it to manipulate. Or maybe people are just going to use it to have a good time and, and joke or, and whatever and, and trick people. I mean, this is the internet. People do all kinds of crazy things. So yeah, this guy on Reddit who's made some other weird posts about like Star Wars actors and stuff like that uh, made a post saying, what you said, Will Levis is going to go number one. Uh, I think it's almost, uh, you know, I think the market implied around 96 or 97% for Bryce Young. Uh, as of yesterday, I, I still consider Bryce Young 96 or 97% to go number one to the Panthers. Steve? Yeah, I agree. But you know, what's interesting is that Adam said that. And, and while I agree... I'm not sure we 100% agree because we, I, I, I'm sure if we shop around, we probably can find a Bryce Young still at minus 1,500, right, Adam? So if we truly believe he's 97%, that's a really strong plus EV bet. Mm-hmm. And I haven't taken my little finger and, and typed in a minus 1,500 bet. But then again, I bet Purdue to beat Fairleigh Dickinson. <laughs> so maybe I'm a little more cautious about these type of bets. Yeah, there's there was on DraftKings. I saw Bryce Young minus seven hundred for a minute. I mean, that was a, that was a smash. If anybody got to that, I understand people don't want to lay minus seven hundred, but that to me that was a smash. I'll give you another smash. What I do with the cans every time I crush Labatt Blue Lights with my friends and family, living life to the power of we makes it a lot easier to go in the recycling, a lot easier to go back into your Yeti. You smash the cans after you crush them while you're watching the draft. Always enjoy responsibly beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. All right, Adam, let's dive into some of the markets you're still intrigued by, even given everything you just said about some of the lines. How about over under one and a half running backs in round one, last time I checked at DraftKings, it was minus 165. Yeah. So this line got out of control yesterday. And this is kind of what happens. But this was steam from legit sources. Todd McShay, Peter King, just going nuts about Jameer Gibbs and how Jameer Gibbs is not that far behind B. John Robinson. That Jameer Gibbs is almost certainly going to be a first-round pick. And, you know, you have to be careful. Even not random Reddit people 
Todd McShay and Peter King are saying this. You still have to be careful because we don't know where their information is coming from, who's feeding it to them. So after you see a rumor like that or, or a report like that, I think you have to think about, does it make sense? Normally, I would say Jameer Gibbs, undersized, satellite back-ish type, would not be a good bet to go in round one. In this draft, though, we've heard so many times that teams only have 15 to 17 round one grades on guys. If you start getting into pick 25, 27, 28, and all these guys have second or third round grades anyways, I don't think it's that bad to take a guy like Jameer Gibbs. So uh, I make Jameer Gibbs around even money to go in round one. And there was some plus money available yesterday. You know, it started at plus 230 and then McShay stuff got going. And then now, you, like you said, I think it's minus 160, minus 165 now. It's a pass for me there. But when it was around even money or if it gets back to even money, uh, I think that's around where Jameer Gibbs' true price is to go in round one. And Steve, this is really what we're doing now, right? I mean, we're reading reputable people the next 48 hours when they say they feel real confident about something. I saw where Albert Breer said that NFL teams are like much higher on Paris Johnson than people realize. You know, that's when you look at their over-under and you fire, right? Yeah, let's talk about Paris Johnson because he represents why – people aren't going to be making what they used to be making in the draft. So I'm working out at Caesar's palace and I get a frantic text bet Paris Johnson under nine and a half minus half, minus one max bet laid up to minus minus one thirty. All right. So Bing Vegas doesn't have it at a lot of shops. I hit it at a couple shops. Ah, here's a message. What $500 limit at a place that normally takes a three dime bet on an MLB um, uh, t- type of runs hits errors prop. Only gave me 500 on circuit gives me a dime. I bet it at two places. I get done with my workout. I get home. I'm like, oh, that's a good play. I'm going to give it out to my clients. Well, no, now it's um, it's Paris under nine and a half is minus 200 in some shops. It, it, in prior years, I could have like walked home and that evening, given, given that play out minus 140, it's like the market just blows up completely. And, and, and to, at some point, you look at that running backs uh yeah, it was a good bet to play over one and a half backs plus 150. Well, now, heck, if I had to bet it, I'd play it under one and a half plus 150 after 100 cent worth of steam. Yeah, Very interesting, Steve. Um, I want to get in, Adam, when we come back, your thoughts on Jalen Carter. All right, so Jalen Carter, last time I looked at him, to go top five was plus 330. What are you thinking there? So hard on Jalen Carter because we get this off-field stuff, right? Which which teams are willing to take a risk on off-field stuff? We also have conflicting reports from national reporters on Jalen Carter. Some people saying Seattle has no interest in Jalen Carter. Other people saying that Seattle is a fit or, or they're okay with it. Same with Detroit. I, I, my first instinct was Jalen Carter was going to fall. And I took some over six and a half, you know, laid minus uh, 130, minus 150 there on Jalen Carter over six and a half. I'm getting a little bit of cold feet there. And I think if you believe that Jalen teams are okay with the Jalen Carter off the field stuff, this odds to go top five is really, really interesting. A lot of people have made the case that Jalen Carter is the most talented defender in this draft ahead of Will Anderson, ahead of Tyree Wilson. So I don't think it's crazy to think that Jalen Carter, especially in that five spot to Seattle, uh, can go there. You know, it's just a reminder to me to look at all kinds of different markets, right? There's the Jalen Carter over under market. There's, uh, what team will Jalen Carter go to market? There's the what will Detroit do market. There's the odds to go top five market. And if you shop around enough, you can find, I think, a pretty good line there um, on something Jalen Carter. 
Steve, that's always a question we get a lot from the listeners, which we'll get to a lot more the next couple months after the draft, which is like, how do you know when to go the other way? Or how do you know when to middle something? You know, Adam has money on over, what do you say, over six and a half. Over and now he's half. looking at top five. It's complicated. It's on a case-by-case basis in terms of the evaluation. You know, one thing I want to emphasize, and no one talks about this, all right? And this is a really important concept. You can give me the best guy in terms of 24-7. All he does is follow the draft and puts out mock drafts. And he put, and that person puts out a mock draft 48 hours ago versus a pretty competent but not exceptional mock draft guy that just put out their mock draft today. Whose mock draft is better? Give me the B-plus guy who put out a mock draft today. His mock draft will be way way better than the world's greatest mock draft guy that's 48 hours stale because all the information has changed so much. It is almost like, let me draw an analogy. At this point, it's like predicting the final scores in the NFL, but one guy gets to see the scores late in the second quarter and the other guy is forecasting based upon before the game started. Let's get to Mozzie Smith. Adam, what do you got for me there? Been hearing, you know, and... I'm no NFL reporter. I'm no Adam Schefter, but I do talk to some people in and around the NFL, and I keep hearing this name, Mozzie Smith, from a lot of people. Now, that I haven't found a good way to attack it yet. The only reason I put this one in the, in the, in the show sheet was because maybe there will be a, a good way to attack it. Right now, I saw Mozzie Smith plus 110 to go in round one. I don't think that is long enough for me to bet it. I haven't found a great way to bet Mozzie Smith yet. If anybody out there sees any Mozzie Smith long shot stuff, certainly uh, let me know. But I just thought that was a name that I could put out there that maybe people could actually have actionable info on instead of stuff that's already gone. So yeah, you know, I think that's part of it. It's not just reading public stuff that's on ESPN or NFL or on Twitter. That stuff flies in a second. Like Steve said, stuff that maybe you can find on your own um, in discord, stuff like that. Um, I think can be more actionable. And so I'm on the lookout for the Mozzie Smith unders. If I can find something at a better price than plus plus one ten. So, so this is what's interesting to me about this draft. Not only all everything you guys are saying about how the betting on the NFL draft climate has changed, but there's so many positions where there's usually more of a pecking order than there is this year. You know, you, you kind of like Quentin Johnson plus 500 to be the second wide receiver drafted. Man, that would surprise me if he's the second wide receiver drafted, but possible. Oh, see, I think the wide receivers are all mixed are, – are, are, between Addison, Zay Flowers, and Quentin Johnson, I-, I think different teams have different needs and different teams will want different things. Uh, obviously, Addison and Flowers have very specific skill sets. Addison, speed guy, Flowers, mostly playing in the slot. The guy that gets off the bus looking like an ex-wide receiver, and some teams value that very highly, is Quentin Johnston. So to get 5-1 to one on him to go second, I think it's almost, I don't want to say foregone conclusion. I think it's very likely 70%, 75% that JSN is the first wide receiver off the board. Any of the three guys to go second would not surprise me at all. I know the tape guys don't love Quinton Johnston, but again, I think the way he tested and his frame is just so different than the other wide receivers. And we'll see what teams are looking for in the back of that first round there. And then the last one, Steve, that Adam has that I find very interesting before I ask you, Steve, about some NBA, NHL stuff, and of course the XFL playoffs, which... When you said, Steve, you didn't understand the playoff tiebreakers, that's when I knew that they might have a problem. I mean, I had somebody – I saw a tweet where somebody listed 
final scores <laughs> like if any of these final scores hit like i'm i'm i can't wait for you to talk about this in two minutes but i did want to ask adam again adam levitan from etr established the run you kind of like anthony richardson to get drafted by the patriots at 50 to 1 adam that is juicy to me because they did shot Mac Jones around a little bit, and Anthony Richardson would kind of sounds weird to say, but almost buy Belichick some time there in New England. So the best long shots at this point in the process, in my opinion, are matching player to team bets. And so we know the Patriots are not happy with Mac Jones. I mean, that has been widely, widely reported. It is not crazy to think that they want an upgrade. And it's not crazy that Anthony Richardson could be the quarterback that actually slides in this draft. I know CJ Stroud has been the one that's been getting absolutely murdered in the media uh, and by NFL people. But I think Anthony Richardson certainly has a chance to be the one that slides. And so you don't have to be right very often at 50 to one, right? I, I think that's kind of where casual people get hung up. It's like, oh, Adam, Anthony Richardson is not going to the Patriots. Well, I don't have to be right very often for 50 to one to be a good bet. And so I, I thought that was at least uh, interesting and possible. And I encourage people to look at those matching players to teams, but especially NFL fans. Like if you're aware that the Patriots don't like Mac Jones, they have Bailey Zappi, they might be looking for make a big splash here or something. If you're aware of that, you can start making these player to team bets. And that's more of an NFL guy take than an NFL draft or betting guy take, you know? And so I think NFL people can, can kind of get their arms around that stuff pretty well. Check him out on social at Adam Levitan. Certainly go to establish the run.com. Man, the last three weeks, we've been pumping them up. Three guys in a row. I don't know how many more guys they have. Those are the only three guys I know. Awesome job, Adam. Thank you so much. All right. Good luck, guys. Thanks for having me. Steve, speaking of awesome, uh, I don't know if you have the Game Time app on your phone, but you should definitely have it because you're in Vegas and there's about a million shows there. And with the Game Time app, they guarantee you always get the best price. So if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. So they guarantee you have the best prices. What I love is being able to search by location. You're obviously in Vegas. I put in Hershey, and I can see May 18th, Morgan Wallen, 320. May 27th, Blink-182. Zach Brown Band, Luke Bryan. I love going to concerts at Hershey Park. I love that I can get $20 off by using the code MONEY. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code MONEY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code MONEY for $20 off. Game Time, download it today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And hopefully, I'll see you local folks over at Hershey Park Stadium. Um, any other thoughts on the draft, Steve, before I ask you some of these other questions? So one big bet I made last night, and line did move, but uh, part I gave it out to my clients before it moved. There's been steam on a lot of offensive positions where we expect that uh, favorable news that there'll be more running backs, that there'll be more quarterbacks in the first round. So over under quarterbacks four and a half, it looks like it's more likely Hooker's going to make his way into the first round. And we may get two running backs in the first round. There's been steam on offensive linemen. Bottom line is, if there's money coming in on all these offensive positions, well, the logical bet to make is over 16 and a half. Offensive players taken in the draft, under 14 and a half. Defensive players, only 31 players go in the first round. 
And just frankly, every single analytics person knows offense is more important than defense anyways. So push comes to shove late in the draft. Who do you want to take, Ross? A guy on offense or a guy on defense? I want an offensive player. I, I love over 16 and a half. Wow. That's an interesting bet, Steve. I like that quite a bit. Any thoughts on uh, either the NBA or NHL playoffs? You usually have something uh, for me, some bet at the end of the show. You know, I love Cleveland game five. And we can lay five and a half on Cleveland against New York. I'm already hearing that series is over. The Knicks are the better team. No, the Knicks have played better in the first four games. But Cleveland was the better team all year long. Cleveland's down 1-3. Cleveland's home. Bold prediction. We bet Cleveland game two. And they, um, right here, on even money. And Cleveland won by double digits. And they're going to win game five by double digits. Love the Cavs minus five and a half. What about the XFL, Steve? I know you were trying to figure out the tiebreakers to see what teams were incentivized to do to bet this past weekend, right? What an embarrassment. Number one, whoever came up with the playoff tiebreaker system should be fired immediately because you can be an Ivy League grad and you couldn't figure it out. Clearly, the XFL couldn't figure it out because when the St. Louis Battlehawks lost week nine to Seattle, the announcers were told and they gave the information, it's okay. St. Louis just needs to win week 10 and they're in the playoffs. Not so fast, my friend. It turns out, no, St. Louis gets to drive their future. Um, So if St. Louis wins against the Vegas Vipers week 10, they might be in, but it depends what happens. And there was one path for them to get in where if they scored over 34 points and held Vegas under 34 points, they were in. But there were other paths, including holding the Vipers down to under 26 points. No one got the memo. No one figured it out. Dean Blandino, who's done an exceptional job, he was going to be my MVP of the XFL while I've taken away from him. Dean? You don't get it anymore because where the hell were you when this game was going down on Sunday and the poor announcers kept saying Seattle needs to score more points? No, they don't. They need to not give up 26 points. And other people figured it out and tweeted, including myself. But it was so complicated and it was embarrassing to see. And all these guys would do, Ross, they put up the tiebreaker rules that literally you could have spent three hours trying to figure it out and go through and not be able to get it. So the XFL had no idea what Seattle needed to do. Now, Seattle did know what they needed to do, clearly by the way their game plan was. But uh, that was just a black eye and an embarrassment. And Mr. Blandino, I know that's not your department, but you're the face of the XFL other than The Rock, who's not on TV most of the time. So I blame you. So your MVP, Blandino, it's gone. It's been revoked. I might give it to, uh, to Danucci if he stops turning the ball over and can get his team to the finals. My MVP is you, Steve, at Fezzik Sports. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. We're done. Good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money on the draft. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast, Business of Sports, and the College Draft, all available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.